please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. 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 We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. 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 We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. This is Kathy with Rick Bonson Ministries. And as you might have noticed, we actually, I am sitting in a new set today. So Jason Goins, um, one of our beloved team members, has come back for a week to help us out and build us this. So y'all are going to get to see this a little more often. But anyway, so today we are going to be in the book of John. We're continuing on. Yesterday, Rick was in John 18, and we're going to go into the middle of that chapter. So if you would open your Bibles, we're going to be in John 18, verses 33 through 38. And this is when Jesus is um, standing before Pilate. They've handed him over. And Pilate has started questioning Jesus about his kingdom and who he is and why he's been handed over. So I'm going to go ahead and read it here. It says, So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus. 
and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of the world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when I first read this last night, I, um, no, thank you, Rick. (laughs) When I first, when I, I'm trying, when I first read this last night, (laughs) it's the first time, I'm sorry. Anyway, so when I first read this last night, I sat down and I was thinking, like, Lord, I mean, this is a wonderful passage. Um, You know, you look at this and you think, man, Man, Jesus is being questioned. You see his care for Pilate. And I was thinking, but Lord, with everything that's going on right now, how can, these, how can this passage apply to us? And um, I actually considered going back to an old teaching that I had, and I was sitting there, and all of a sudden I looked at it again, and I realized, oh, just like the Word of God does, there's like three things right here, three things coming out of Jesus' mouth that are perfect for the times that we're in. So I'm going to go through three of these things. The three answers that um, Jesus gives to Pilate apply directly in one way or another to what we're going today. And that's how the Word of God is. We've been talking about prophecy. Everything that Jesus said applies to us. Everything can apply to us. And so we're going to go straight into it. All right, the first one, the first part. So Pilate entered his headquarters again, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests had delivered you over to me, so what have you done? Now what Jesus is asking him here is, Are you asking me this because you want to know, or because others told you to ask? And Pilate's response is, What does it matter to me? I'm not Jewish. They gave you to me, so what have you done? And This is actually a mercy of Jesus. He's giving Pilate the chance to respond to who he is. Friends, every single human being who has ever lived is going to have to stand before God and answer the question, who is Jesus? Whose king is he? We have to answer this question individually. Individually. Just like Jesus is asking Pilate, are you asking me this because you want to know who I am? We're going to have to stand before God and answer for individually, not because we were in a church, not because we were raised in a Christian family, not because our friends are Christian or we're in a Christian nation. We're going to have to stand and answer for our own relationship with Jesus Christ. And there are three verses that go with that. So whoever has 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 10, that's Miss Betty. Nope, that's Miss Kaylee. There we go. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Okay, all right, thank you. And Matthew twenty five thirty two. I've got that one. Okay, Miss Betty. 
and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Right, so in that verse, the whole nation is standing before Jesus, but it's down to the individual. Did the individual person, did they have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you right? Are you a sheep or a goat? Thank you, Betty. All right, Romans fourteen ten through 12. Okay, that's mine. But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you set at naught your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall be given account of himself to God. That's right. So it says right there, every single one of us will be giving an account to God. So one of the things that I've found extremely encouraging, just as I've, um, I've watched what God has been doing with the church during this pandemic, is we're seeing people in high places repent and talk about things that they needed to change. We're seeing, I've met people, even in my family, like my, you know, my dear grandfather, who's really taking this time to, you know, work on his relationship with the Lord. So at this time, friends, this is a time for us to really, like, like Rick was saying yesterday, instead of being Peter and sitting by the fire and warming ourselves and saying we're just going to make ourselves comfortable during this time where we're in quarantine, this is a time for us to really dig in and look at our individual relationship with God and see if there's something that we need to do to get right with him. Are we really a disciple? Um, are we abiding in Jesus Christ? And this is God's mercy to us that, because he loves us. He loves us and he, he wants us to have that relationship. And when we stand before him, he longs to be able to say, enter into the joy of my kingdom. You know, well done, good and faithful servant. And, you know, I'll share for myself, um, this has been the past four months in quarantine, this has been probably the most peaceful four months that I've ever had walking with the Lord. And the reason is because during this time, I had a chance of not working on the mission field, but to sit down, open my Bible, and let the Lord work in me and convict me and get me into a more of a right relationship with him, and that's what brought peace. So I want to encourage you, you know, just like Pastor Rick said yesterday, instead of warming ourselves and trying to, you know, make ourselves comfortable and find our, our newest thing on Netflix, use this time to really dig in and see where we are with the Lord. Make sure that we're a disciple. Test ourselves. Make sure that we're in the faith. And um, this, is also, this is also a chance to make sure that we're standing on the right gospel. And I'll share a story real quick. I've, I've been talking with some people around town, and I met a dear man, Mr. Argo, yesterday. And I gave him our, our website, so I don't know if you're watching today, Mr. Argo, but if you are, welcome, and I'm so glad that you are. Um, but we started, we got to talking, I was actually buying a printer from him, and we started talking about the gospel. And we were talking about, you know, when we stand before God, what, what, what's gonna, what is the question that's going to matter? If God was going to let me into heaven, why should he let me into heaven? Is it because of my good works? Or is it because Jesus is on the cross? And we have to make sure that we haven't fallen into thinking that it's good works. So this is a wonderful chance. Again, please take it. You know, God is extending his mercy. Please take it. All right, um, number two. Number two. 
Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this world. This was, I think, one of the most encouraging things that I read in this passage. Friends, this world is not our final home. It is not our final home. The pandemic and the unrest is not a surprise. It's not. And my roommate, my dear roommate and I, Miss Kaylee, we were talking last night, and we were thinking about, oh, what's it going to be like when we're all in heaven? And I think Kaylee asked, are we going to remember all the stuff that's happened before? And we were like, well, we don't really think so, not unless it glorifies God. And, you know, when you've been in heaven for a million years, you're going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, I did work with that person. Yeah, that did happen. Man, you're, not, you're really not going to care anymore. I mean, who cares? You'll have been with the Lord for a million years. This is like a, a, l- a little breath in time. This whole pandemic is, is nothing in the scheme of things. And, you know, if you go to the, to the Bible, you'll see the attitude that God wants to cultivate in us about this, that we are strangers. I mean, you know, here's one of them, Hebrews 11, 37 through 38. It says, they were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were put to death by the sword. They went around in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, oppressed, mistreated, but the world wasn't worthy of them. They wandered around in deserts and mountains and hid in caves and holes in the ground. So that's the attitude that we can have during this is, yes, we do love our country. Yes, we we want to see people saved. While we're in the world, God has prepared good works for us. But we don't have to worry. This is not, we, we are not just a citizen of the United States of America or of Brazil or of any other country watching. We are citizens of a heavenly kingdom. That's our home, and this is just something that's passing. It's passing. This is a labor pain. As Jesus comes back. So pray for the presidents and the politicians. Fight against the evil and corruption because God cares about it. But remember, you are a stranger. You are a stranger and you are going home soon. You are going home soon. All right, so the third point. Pilate said to him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? Wow, haven't we heard that question a lot? I don't know what the truth is. I don't know who to believe. Um, Do I believe CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, which politicians, the news coming from the White House? Do I believe, you know, the... 50 billion things and opinions that I see on Facebook. Um, We don't know what the truth is right now, at least not in this world. And honestly, we probably never will know exactly what was going behind the scenes. But friends, do we really need to know? Do we need to know? Like Pilate said, what is truth? We can know the actual truth about this situation and have peace. We can live in truth without knowing and worrying about everything that's going on behind the scenes in high places. Because God knows every plan, every heart, every thought, every deed done behind closed doors. There is nothing going on in this world that surprises him. There is nothing that CNN, NBC, Fox News, any, any of the media, 
any politician, there's nothing that they're saying that God is surprised about. And he knows every conversation, every email that we don't know about that's going on. Jesus is the one with the truth. So during this time, I know that, you know, we get worried and we want to know what's going on. We want to know who to believe. But what we can do is we can ground ourselves in what we absolutely know is true. We have a steady rock of solid truth to stand on, even if we don't feel like we can, we can trust the world around us right now. So I'm going to read some of these truths. And if anyone else thinks of one, please um, share it. Share it with us. I would love for you to do that. Here's one of them in Isaiah 54.10. Says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. That's right. Even if the mountains are shaking, God's not going to remove his covenant from you. His unfailing love for you isn't going to pass. That's a truth that you can stand on even when the world is shaking around you. Jeremiah 32, 27 Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? No. Is COVID too difficult? No. Is your job security too difficult? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Is the same God that has recreated Israel after almost 2,000 years, is it too difficult for him to stabilize a country? Absolutely not. He's in control of everything. Matthew 6, 33 but seek his kingdom, and all these things will be provided for you. He's talking about if you need clothes, if you need food, it says seek his kingdom first. That's a promise of God. It might get rough, but he says it right here. Seek his kingdom, and everything will be provided for you. That's a trust that you can stand on. Here's another one. Romans 14:11. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess before God. Friends, do we need to be ruffled that there are people around us that we see on Facebook and social media who are just, you know, there's, there's spiritual forces behind them that are just making them say things that are shocking. You know, I'm quite young. I'm only 31, but I think back to how things were when I was just 10 years old, and I'm thinking, my goodness, Lord, it was nothing like this. But he says that every day, every one of these people will say, you are Lord, Jesus. You are right, Jesus. So we don't have to worry. We can be concerned from their souls, but we don't have to let that completely agitate us. He's going to win. And that leads me to Psalm 137. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. So even if we have evildoers, here's a promise for us. You can dwell in this land. You can be faithful to the Lord. You don't have to be fretting. Ecclesiastes 12:14. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. That's right. Everything that's going on, God sees it. He'll take care of it. We can put it in his hands. Vengeance is his. He will deal with it. And the last one is from John. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has already overcome this world. 
we're in a fight that's already won, friends. So has anyone else, does anyone else have any promises that that have that spoken to them? Miss Frankie, I notice you're looking. All right, well, while y'all are looking, oh, okay, Miss Betty has one. Well, I love what Jesus says on the Olivet Discourse um, in Luke 21 when his disciples ask him what's going to be the sign of the end of the age, and he's saying all these troubles are going to come upon the world, Mm -hmm. kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation. But then he says in verse 28 of Luke 21, but when these things begin to take place, straighten up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. So instead of despairing, he says, look up, I'm coming soon. Yes, that's a wonderful word. Yes, no despair, look up, he's coming soon. All right, and the one that came to mind um, when I was downstairs and part of it just popped into my head, it's from Psalm 2. It's, why do the nations rage? Why do the people plot in vain? That's right. All of the plotting that's going on is completely in vain. The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one, Jesus. They say, let us break their chains and cast away their cords. Isn't that kind of interesting that now the church is being attacked right now? God's in control. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord taunts them and he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his fury. I have installed my king on Zion, upon my holy mountain. I will proclaim the decree spoken to me by the Lord. You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with an iron scepter and you will shatter them like pottery. Jesus is in control. He's in control like Betty was saying. We don't need to despair at all. We can stand on this firm ground and... Be encouraged. And there was a song this morning, and actually I wrote down one of the lyrics. It says, um, I'm going to see a victory. We know how this story ends. We know how it ends already. So that's what I wanted to share with you all today. Um, I thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for joining us in this, um, this. Pastor Rick, do you have something to say? Yes, we want to thank you for sharing this morning, Kathy. Uh-huh. It, it, uh, it, it shows a word that you are growing in the Lord, that you are in ministry to others, that you are uh, tuned and focused into scriptures, and that your gifts are just unbelievable. I don't know if you all know this, but Kathy is a college graduate with uh, uh, graphics design. From uh, which university? Georgia Southern University. Georgia Southern University, which is in... Uh, Statesboro. Statesboro. Uh, that's where Sandy graduated from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also uh, you uh, have a, a, a family in, in Georgia. And, and in Indiana. In Indiana. Yes. And also she's been with us how long? About three, three years. Three years. In and January, uh, we're so years. blessed for her ministry. And uh, those of you that heard this morning, if you'd like to encourage, remember the son of consolation. Barnabas, you want to encourage uh, Kathy, send an email to her. It's, it's rbmkathy at lotterain.com. Amen? And, uh, and I'm sure that, uh, that uh, we'll look forward to be with you again. God bless you all.
All right. And may I give a prayer before yes. we go? Thank you, Pastor Rick. Well, Lord, thank you so much for this time together. And God, we praise you that we know that everything is in your hands. And Lord, we know that we can stand on your truth. So Lord Jesus, like Pastor Rick said, you know, consolation. God, we ask that you would establish us in your love, God. We ask that when we begin to fret, when we begin to become discouraged, God, we would look back on you and we would realize that we're strangers. We are completely strangers in this land. We're passing through to do your good works. And we can have hope, joy, and we can rejoice in this time, Lord, looking up, knowing that the time is coming near. So thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise for that. And God, we just ask that you would be with us today, Lord, and help us out. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hey, hey.